0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brentest Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's time for It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brentest Wealth and Brentest Wealth has been voted... SA's top boutique wealth manager in both 2017 and 2020. I'm speaking today from Brentus Wealth, Aaron Ruttenberg, and he sent me an article, which is something right up my street. It says here, are we in a commodities boom or bust? And Aaron, it's lovely to talk to you again. I spoke to Peter Major, who you're probably familiar with, and we talked about this, and he thinks that we've been in a super cycle, commodity super cycle, for about 19 years, and it keeps on going, doesn't it?
0: Hi Lindsay, thank you for having me, and good afternoon or good morning whenever your listeners are listening. Um, I know Peter Wager; I listen to him as well. He's fantastic. Nobody knows commodities, specifically precious metals, more than him. Um, But you know, and I do agree with him to an extent. We've been in a in in sort of a boom for for a long time. Um, Obviously, diving deeper into the commodities specifically, we might see different patterns. But the whole point of my article that you're going to go through is just to. And explain to investors that there's a difference in the market cycles. We'll have different movements within commodities in different time periods, depending on certain factors out of our control.
1: Yeah. I think we have to start with black gold i.e. the oil price, uh, because uh, just over two years ago, it was 10 to $15 a barrel, depending on which grade and brand you look, out, look at. And then, as you say in your article, it spiked to the most extraordinary level of $139 a barrel a couple of weeks ago. Then it came back $40 to $99 a barrel. And I was looking at my screen this morning, and it was $119. It's pulled back to $115. Now, it's all over the place. But the point is, Commodities are volatile and they're going up. Is this a good or a bad thing for investors and for South Africa? What's your opinion here?
0: So my opinion is it's a good thing for South Africa as a whole because we export commodities. But obviously for the consumers of South Africa who are buying food or who are trying to get themselves to and from work through the traffic, depending where they live, it's a bad thing. Because it makes the cost of living more expensive. South Africa is an exporting country. Obviously, we are uh, we exporting um, commodities, and then we're earning more dollars, and it helps our rand. So there's there's pros and cons um, to the cycle, and and there's many ways to di- dissect commodities, such as taking individual weightings of of the specific groups of commodities or a hundred percent of one commodity, like oil or gold, into account to make things easier, but. The whole thing for me, just to answer your question again, is it's a good thing as it really allows portfolios as well for investors that are properly diversified or that have maybe tactically diversified themselves to really take advantage of the opportunities. And it might also show other investors that being diversified is important, that we maybe overweight certain other sectors. So it's a good thing
1: you say the following you say volatility is neither good nor bad but it depends on how investors apply and react to that volatility portfolios can be built to withstand volatility by using diversification via strategic or tactical asset allocation okay so let me put it this way I give you a hundred rand today a a nominal figure, and you assign various percentages to that 100 rand. In other words, it will be 45% equities, 15% cash, some more and some bonds. And then you go for the more exotic asset classes. Commodities might be one of those. Is that the way you work at Brentos Wealth?
0: Exactly the way we work. Of course, there's different clients who have different risk profiles who might not be able to take all the same types of allocations as other clients just due to what type of goals they have in mind, but So they might, a more riskier client might take more of an allocation to commodities and technology or equities as a total, than a client who might be in retirement who might need the money a little bit more, can't afford the risk, but we definitely do that exact thing. And understanding market cycles is what it's all about. Now we were in, um, Lindsay, the past two years, um, the USA has printed more money um, in its entire lifetime, and 40% of the money circulating um, was printed after the COVID or during and after the COVID per- period of for, from March 2020. Yes. Um, and then that saw a huge boom in the technology sector. And, you know, being overexposed to that is what investors would naturally do because things are starting to go up. They want to chase the highs. But that's when an investor should say, okay, well, now we've got quite a high weighting. Let's say an investor had. We had built a portfolio like that, and an investor had been exposed to technology for some time already, and had really reaped the rewards from the low interest rate to to no interest rate environment and excessive money printing. Um, they could therefore divert some of the profits that they had made into commodities and other types of of sectors, well, I'll use commodities as an example because it's a great example, and therefore take advantage of what was going down or the sales that were going down, because again, the market cycle will change anyway. Interest rates don't remain zero forever.
1: No, they don't. And in fact, Jerome Powell, the chair of the US Federal Reserve, said just yesterday, and yesterday is Monday, he said that at the next meeting, it's almost certain that they're raised by half a percent or 50 basis points doesn't sound like a lot but goodness me given the context of the last few years this is a massive massive mood how do you play commodities how do you play commodities do you say okay we'll buy an etf which is covering a basket of commodities do we buy selected stocks what do you do at brent again it's probably a bespoke tailor-made issue when it comes to your clients but in general what do you how do you approach taking advantage of the commodity boom
0: So in general, an ETF is the best way when we're investing for clients. But when we're partnering with portfolio managers, sometimes to make a decision on behalf of quite a number of clients at the same time, we will buy individual commodity companies because an individual commodity company, such as your Anglo Golds or your Sabanya Stillwaters, which are more diversified type of commodity players, will have that leverage effect where their costs basically remain, but the price of the commodity goes up they're able to make more profits, maybe distribute more of a dividend to the investors like like we've seen lately. So those types of clients who we can basically put in a, well, who, 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 who don't mind having individual share portfolios, taking, um, you know, those diversification aspects to commodities uh, and very quickly, because it allows us to, like I said, ch- chop and change quickly from a tactical point of view. Yes. Those types of portfolios make sense. Owning the commodity company during times when the prices of commodities are going high, where the costs are remaining relatively the same. And um, then buying the physical also has its place when clients own non, a non-share portfolio um, and you just want a nice diversified portfolio, then we would buy the physical such as gold. And holding that gold will therefore serve its purpose in a certain market cycle. And then that client wouldn't be so... Strategic, but more wouldn't be so tactical, but more strategic. So it depends on the person. But when you've got a longer time horizon, it does make sense to take advantage of the leverage effect of certain commodity companies rather than the physical.
1: Yeah, there's a fascinating uh, sort of juxtaposition between the price of a commodity and the, the lead and lag time between the company that produces that commodity uh, and how it, how it performs. So does the share price lead the commodity? Does the commodity lead the share price? And that's where you earn your money every month, uh, Aaron, because you've got to work this sort of thing out.
0: hundred percent. It's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? understanding the market is a terribly difficult thing to do. The market is supposed to be irrational over a long period of time, but over the short period of time, um, you know, investors are trying to see what's going to happen next. They're trying to dissect the future. So commodity companies, if one can, you know, if you owned commodity companies, of course, or even an individual commodity, um, it would have been a wonderful, a wonderful thing to have foreseen a war I mean, we know what he knew that there'd be a war. So some companies or some fund managers done extremely well because they benefited over something they didn't know. Um, But to your point, generally for me, I see it. I I try and understand the market itself and the market always knows before you do. And I feel like the price goes up before the commodity, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, it does make very good sense indeed. So I'm giving you my my hundred rand now. How much are you going to put in commodities (laughs) for me? How much? Well, it depends. And is it going it to be an ETF or is it going to be individual shares? Please tell me. I, I won't That's hold you It's going to be to individual.
0: <laughs> It'll be individual shares.
1: All right. PGMs,
0: uh, bulk commodities. Is PGMs. It, yeah. Absolutely. It will be PGMs. I mean, it could even be a certain. Look, one of the, funnily enough, um, the indexes I like to track is the the Bloomberg Commodities Index Yes, um, because it's really actually, in essence, in made up of a lot of groups um, of commodities. Um, and those groups would be the energy sector, um, which is like crude oil, as an example, grains, which is like corn. I mean, the prices of corn and wheat because of the war have gone up significantly. Industrial metals like copper, which we like to export, or um, iron ore, and then you've got your precious metals and like your gold and your softs, which is like your sugar, your coffee and your livestock, which is more cattle in that. But if you look at all the supply chain disruptions we've had, in, you know, before even the war, um, it's just been exas- exacerbated by the war. Um, it just shows you, though, that putting your money again into those specific companies and commodities. I mean, look, if, if you said to me, Aaron, what, what could I do? I just want to do something on my own. I would say rather use the ETFs because when it comes to using companies and having a diversified portfolio, you've got to be a bit more tactical, a bit more quick. So for the individual out there who just has some money, it's better to just put an ETF portfolio together because again, you know, so what if you don't get all the gains? You're still going to get gains. And it's the whole point is to beat inflation. So it would depend. But if you gave me your money, Lindsay, I'd definitely give you some commodity companies if you let me tactically manage it. <laughs>
1: Okay, very good. And of course, you have to you have to want to take on risk when it comes to commodities because they are so volatile, and there's such a cyclicality involved with commodities. But if you get it right, goodness me, Aaron, if you get a commodity cycle right, you get it very, very right indeed. And uh, maybe people were saying, well we're at the top of the commodity cycle now, so I should get out. Other people are saying it's only just begun. It's very, very difficult indeed. And there must be a certain type of client, just to finish this conversation, a certain type of client that you would say, have a look at commodities, and somebody else you say, no, it's not for you. You're risk averse, so don't touch commodities. Is that the case?
0: That's definitely the case. And there's two versions of understanding a client. You know, you get the risk profile version where you get them to answer a couple of questions. That's just compliance but when you're actually speaking to a client and you understanding them and what they've been through it can even be through things that they've been through in the past losing money you can hear that no this person's not going to be suited for it i'm going to hear from them too often they're not going to listen because they see prices going up now like you mentioned the oil price which had gone up and then all of a sudden it dips and they think okay no they've lost money on paper but you know, holding through something is sometimes the best answer, but some people aren't able to hold through. Uh, the perfect example is after the, boom of the, after the boom of energy and commodities from the early to mid 2000s, um, after the dot com bubble, investors rushed to add or increase the holdings of commodities to the asset allocation strategy. Now, this is when commodities were going up. Many chased those highs just before commodities were about to go into hibernation again. Starting in 2008, however, after years of pain and volatility and, and loss investors who added commodities and were chasing the highs to the portfolios at the end of the first decade of, that, uh, you know, of, of the century, finally gave in and sold them. And the worst thing you can do when it comes to cyclical investments is to invest them after the gains have been made yes. and sell them after they've already suffered the loss. And I can tell you now, it's the same thing with tech. Everybody chased the tech highs instead of putting a portion in their portfolio, even slowly investing into them, which I call the dollar cost averaging, which I've gone through with you before, rather because now they're suffering loss. And I can tell you a lot of them are probably getting out now, which is the worst time they should be getting in if they've got excess money and maybe focusing a little bit on commodities, but now looking for what's been hit hard because the market will change again. and and, and, And I can tell you investors are gonna keep on making the same mistake.
1: Okay, which is why they need a financial advisor. I can hear, I can feel your passion uh, for this particular subject, Aaron. Thank so you. thanks very much for uh, giving, me, giving me this insight into, into something that I really enjoy. And I almost understand as well the uh, commodities and the commodities cycles. That's Aaron Ruttenberg from Brenthurst Wealth in Santon in, in Johannesburg. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.